Hello and welcome to Sutro Sidewatch, episode 22. I am your host, Count Cameron Schuster, and with me is... I am Brandon. Welcome to my home. Nice! <laughs> I realized halfway through it, I'm like, this is turning into more like Borat Russian whatever than actual Transylvanian... But, you know, whatever. It's fine. I, it's funny that you did that because I had already been pre, like meditating to do that. And it's we were on the same wavelength. We were just like... Do you mean pre-vampitating? Pre-vampitating, yes. I think that's well, today we are talking about the remor- remarkable... Remor- <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> today we're talking about another version of the Dracula tale, which is none other than the classic 30s film, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and Dracula. So, (sighs) motherfucker. The 1931 Universal Dracula movie. (laughs) Dude, but we should cover that Abbott and Costello movie. The movie's great. I think we we, we should cover a lot of things. Uh, (laughs) I it's crazy that the what's his name Bella before I messed it up oh uh Bella Lugosi Bella Lugosi it's crazy that my first experience to Bella Lugosi as Dracula is not from this film it's from the Abbott and Costello film that came like 13 years later or something wait did he actually play he played Dracula yep in that movie Oh, he hella! Oh my God, I'm looking at his IMDb. He hella did. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh you know, my God. What's crazy and unfortunate, but this was like one of the first cases of typecasting. Uh, Bella couldn't really get roles after Dracula, and it was always going to be the same thing. And he just couldn't stand that. And he thought, you know, there was already quotes of him saying that as an actor, the best thing you can ever dream to do is to create something original. And then he's like, I didn't realize how much that would just haunt me after i created dracula in that form in in this film the 1931 uh version and you know this was also the same uh the first film that kick-started all the universal movies and kept them afloat during the 30s and this was a weird one of those weird times in cinema history where they're still discovering stuff uh i believe there was one other besides nosferatu uh there was one other dracula-esque or vampire movie before this. I forget what it was called. But I want to say that this is like really like technically the third vampire film ever made. And, you know, in a cinematic sense uh, that got kind of big and everything. So, Wait, I don't know. Wait, the third? A... Wait, what was the... Th- I know Nosferatu was the first. Was the second... Uh... It was like a vampire movie, I want to say. I don't want to say it's directly Dracula. But it had a vampire in it. I don't. Oh, I don't know the 1932 called. vampire movie with the Y no. vampire. No, no, there was one before that, before this one. Uh, but it wasn't called Dracula. No, no, no. It was. It was just like a vampire esque film. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Yeah. It was one of those cool things, like little trivia facts. But Bella's performance in this film like shaped dracula i mean look at the munsters i mean grandpa munster <laughs> is this where we're going with this yes <laughs> having a costello and the munsters that's what we're going to talk about tonight oh god all right the wide but, comparisons to <laughs> but no i mean bella Lugosi is like kind of that he he shaped the role for dracula for years yes. to come like before that you know we talked about nosferatu last time and how he was just like this weird pointy eared kind of goblin looking guy that's like hella pale and just creepy but it's also silent like this is one decade later or nine years later about and you have sound now and with sound we get the fabled dracula accent i'm dracula blah like you get all of that and Oh. oh sorry but you just reminded me of something, and I just want to say this on air before I forget. Dracula does say "ba" in the book. I found it 
like it's towards the end oh and my God. He's, he's talking and then at the end of his sentence it ends with bah <laughs> so that's the thing and i don't know if you guys ever remember the t- uh hit tv show from the early 2000s by seth green uh fuck what's it called it's the uh rabbit one do you remember greg the bunny greg the bunny i don't know that one. Oh well they have count blah and Count Blah is one of the funniest like characters I've ever seen. And it it is not a hit TV show. It's wonderful though. Was it like one of those one and done seasons? Yeah. Okay. But there was two kinda. There was like the T V show version and then they had this one where they were just making a spiff like like remakes of movies and whatnot. And there's a two thousand one The Space Odyssey and there's uh Eraserhead, all sorts of stuff. But Greg the Bunny, that's what you guys should be researching this week. Count blah. Just write, it, write it down, I guess, guys. <laughs> just, just but, uh, I mean, okay. First off, we have two writers for this movie. Uh, Hamilton Dean and John L. Balderston. And, of course, based on the... Adapted from the book by Bram Stoker. And directed by Todd Browning. And then uncredited Carl Frond. 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 One of those. And, of course, you know, Bela Lugosi is starring as Dracula himself. But this is very similar yet different. I think to... no, no, uh, Hamilton Dean and John O. Balderston, they were the play writers, uh, the play that came up for Dracula. Uh, oh. Garrett, Garrett Fort is the screenplay writer for this one. Garrett Fort. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. So this play was script. also, like, loosely based off of a, just a like kind of a Broadway-ish play that they had at one point. Interesting. Okay. And this guy also wrote the Frankenstein 1931 movie um, with uh, with Boris Karloff. And then he also did Dracula's Daughter, uh, The Mark of Zorro. He had some cool stuff under his belt, honestly. That's a, I, I, I didn't even know he did Zorro. That's actually pretty dope. Right? Yeah. Uh, I just saw that and I was like, oh. <laughs> I had that in there next out. to the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so he did Mexicans and monsters. Excellent. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, comparing this to Nosferatu, comparing this to the book, which you have pretty much nearly finished, and uh, the difference here, I noticed, uh, one of the notes I took was it skips right to the journey, whereas, like, you know, Nosferatu, we had that buildup. We're seeing the little world, and, you know, what's-his-face comes, Hark- Harkness comes to a, or the Harker, one of the, one of the fuck's Harker. names. Parker. he comes over and he's like here flowers and she's like you killed the flowers and he's like <laughs> and you're like oh, what the fuck is happening but it's silent like, you just have flowers? to Im- yeah i just have to imagine it and you get all this like uh renfield is telling him oh go to the transylvania meet dracula or in in that version count orlock and uh sell him the house this one it skips straight through all of that to the journey itself. And instead of Harker, it is Renfield that goes, which depending on the version, I guess we'll switch it up. Like we have some versions where Renfield goes to meet Dracula in other versions. We have Harker that goes to meet Dracula. So it, it they do kind of hopscotch it a lot. And for this one, Renfield goes and he there, he there gets uh, turned into the master, like, servant-type guy yeah. who is eating bugs and kind of losing his mind. And it's the first real, like... Once again, like, there's sound here. You can actually hear them this time. Whereas in Nosferatu, you just see Renfield eating bugs and he's, like, a short dude that's just kind of like... And you just have to imagine what it sounds like. Whereas this one, it is like the... Oh, my, I can't believe... Ah, the ma- master is in trouble. Uh, hurt, yep. Blah blah. Like he's very like you know nervous and crazy sounding, and the the change of just his look from when he's arriving there, where he looks like a normal kind of well kept guy, to a fucking loony bin who uh-huh. actually gets put into an asylum at a certain point. But yeah, Renfield is such an interesting character. He, you know, like what we were saying with the last one. It's in, I've been. I've seen so many Dracula adaptations. I'm still doing my vampire month. I'm still on it. Uh, I'm seeing so many character combinations, things they're swapping out. What's cool about this one is like what you were saying. Uh, It starts off with Renfield going to Dracula and we don't ever see that part of the story. We never see Renfield's first travel 
attempt and go crazy and loony and then wind up back home for them to be like, oh, well, he's back. Send Jonathan. I wonder what happened here. <laughs> like, this guy came back <laughs> fucking insane. And like, oh, man, he just he just lost it. Well, get another boy out there and make that sale. And <laughs> it's it was cool. I thought I was like, oh, wow, Renfield. Okay. But then you also find out all they did was swap out, you know, Jonathan's part and put it in Renfield's name and then connect everything. It's weird. Our, our main character in this film, like our main protagonist, really – Jonathan Harker really doesn't do anything throughout the whole. In, in this version, I would say it's really between, uh, like, of course, Dracula feels more like the main character, along with uh, even Renfield more, feels more important than he Harker does. in this movie. I would say he really does, and that was the confusing part. I was wondering if it was going to be all, more about Renfield because I feel like he even got more screen time than Jonathan Harker. So we we our protagonist was very odd and weak, but you know the antagonist both being. Again, this is another odd thing. You know, it's, it's for being a monster movie, we're f- focused on the villains. Like, Bella and Renfield, the two bad guys, the main bad guy and his henchmen, get more screen time than I feel like anyone else in the entire film. Right? Yeah, and is, then this next up would be uh, Van Helsing. He does get a good amount of screen time as oh, well. yeah. And Van Helsing, I love this Van Helsing. We'll get to that guy in a minute. But yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good shit, though. Um I, I really kind of enjoyed how they did Renfield in this film. I thought it was intriguing and I loved exactly what you're saying is just like you had so much, oh, there was some really good acting in this film. He was, he seemed like he could have been a candidate to play like the Joker. Like if that dude was in modern day, you know? Oh, Renfield? Especially, yeah. When he's yeah. really going crazy and just like crawling on his hands and knees and he's just like smiling and whatnot. I was like, damn, that's a cool, it was a cool look. Yeah. And Renfield in this movie was played by Dwight Fry. Dwight Fry. Uh, yeah, he's also in a bunch of the other stuff. He's a uh, Bride of Frankenstein. He's Carl. He's Fritz in Frankenstein. So he's in multiple Frankenstein movies. Actually, he's in a lot of the Universal Monster movies. Multiple different Frankenstein films. I forgot there's one like called The Ghost of a, Frankenstein. They had to recycle stuff. You know what I mean? Like they such a small definitely do. Yeah, just looking at like the crazy filmography, and people back then were in a lot more films than they are now. I feel like like they. Because I think, you know, productions were a lot shorter. So yeah. you and the amount of productions they're trying to churn out, you can kind of see like, oh, they got like the same guy on five movies in a row in probably the span of two years. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, but another interesting change was the driver. Well, actually, not even the change. It was the same thing, actually, thinking about it. I don't know why I said change. Uh, they do the whole... Dracula's the driver that's yes. silent and points over like, oh, go do this. You don't know who I am. And then like you get to the destination and it's like, oh, it's me, Dracula. What's up? And it's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I guess th- there's no resemblance. I'm not going to mention that you looked exactly like the guy I just saw in the carriage. Yeah. But yeah. it was funny when Renfield looks out the window, Dracula turned into a bat. And is still driving the carriage as a bat. And I'm just yes. kind of like. Why? You could have just sat there. Aren't you overexerting yourself for nothing? Like, what's You could have the... sat there. You could have just flown ahead to the castle. Like, why are you. I don't know. I thought that was goofy. I Okay. It's so weird because that scene stood out to me the most. Because that is my favorite so far. Like, I guess, uh, live act. Like, I don't know cinematic version of that scene because typically like it'll always just show the driver take off or you never really see him but i loved how when they pulled up he wasn't even there and then harker was like oh what the fuck where's my luggage where's my stuff like he realized that nothing was like he was by himself and they just stopped you know and i thought that was so creepy like i thought that added a very like suspenseful kind of like eerie you know what the fuck is going on type of moment and no other film really captured that essence. However, you know, right before that, you see the bat, the giant fake bat that they kept on using throughout the whole film, which is so terrible in every scene. But I was like, that's lame. I mean, it's goofy and it's humorous. And you're like, is he even holding the reins like as a bat just going like that? You know what I mean? I was, I was trying, trying to, to I was trying to look closely when he was doing it and I couldn't really say. I'd right? assume he's just, I guess batting commands the horse i don't i don't know man. yeah something dude that uh, that scene in particular was just just goofy like completely to me but it, it was cool I, re- I really liked the whole setup and i feel like it was one of the most accurate to the book 
Um, because that's where you pick up with Jonathan. He's just he's already traveling over there, saying that you know blah 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 sent him over briefly about Renfield and all this stuff. And it it was it was the most accurate part. And I think after that they kind of just drop off from accuracy from the book. Yeah, and in this one, you know, it's a lot of the same stuff as previous. You know, when Renfield gets to the place, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to Dracula's," and everyone's like. Oh my god, why would you do that? Like everyone's oh, freaking way? out like the yeah. last time. Uh-huh. But I do love that both of these movies have their iconic shots. And you know, Nosferatu we talked about it. It's like the shadow, it's him walking towards the door. Uh-huh. And for this one, it actually happens before Renfield even gets there. They show Dracula's coffin and like the coffin of his the his wife's coffins and then you even see like one like they're all getting out they're opening up Mm -hmm. and what was interesting was they do show one coffin where there's a skeleton in there and it doesn't actually open because whoever's in there is dead and you're like who who was that whose coffin is that like that had to be a vampire but what happened to that vampire i'm very kind of curious about that one i was curious as hell about that too i thought that was a cool little thing yeah but the shot of dracula when he's outside of his coffin and it's zooming in on him and he's just kind of looking at the camera that's that iconic dracula shot like the one we've always seen especially when they do those monster movie montages and stuff like that it's such a good shot and oh my god i I didn't know it just be from that where he's just silently looking at nothing (laughs) when he got out or i guess he knows uh oh it's time to go act like i'm a carriage driver but uh, or he knows what's coming next where he's like in anticipation of like my next move where he's going to go to a highly populated place and start preying on people. But yeah, no, it was just, it was a really cool way they, they pulled that off. Yeah, that was uh, that first scene where you see him and his eyes, his eyes are the first thing you're just drawn to and you're just hooked on completely. I thought that was just such a beautiful shot and for him to... I guess have that power and that stare. Yeah. What a magnificent performance from him, you know, like that it's like a hundred years later and we're still using that image and it's still one of those, Oh shit, like solid moments and his outfit so clean and out. It just works. It, it totally just gave the staple of what Dracula looks like forever in that one moment. Yes. And like I said before, like his, accent is kind of defined to this day of like that's the dracula accent but also his attire we it's like that classic dracula look where it's the guy kind of well-kept black outfit with uh the white what was it like a is it a blouse like what is his like undershirt type thing but uh then of course like the cape and everything like we get all of those classic pieces of his attire and what was cool also was what was it? he had like a cool gold medallion or like some kind of necklace yeah. type thing, right? Yeah. His like pendant. That was really cool. I thought that's interesting, especially, you know, both of us are big fans of uh, Scott Snyder's American Vamp- Vampire series and how gold can kill a vampire. So it's cool seeing the original Dracula like have gold on him and that I'm sure that was probably like a a callback like reference, maybe on Scott's part or something, but like just being like he he the original one had like their weakness i don't know does if you combine those universes a bit i just thought it was a fun little like ooh, like i wear this in case of americans yeah because <laughs> you know dracula is the classic carpathian if, and whatnot if only it was that easy yeah exactly <laughs> uh but besides that another sound i noticed which was kind of like a white noise the uh-huh. entire film if you oh, notice that yes and I was going to admit, you know, I was talking to my fiance and we were watching it. I was like, for some reason, it makes it creepier because you have that white noise, that that, that constant sound just. And you never know when the sound is going to pop up because of that. Like before, it's like silence, you know, in a typical modern movie, it'd be like silence and then bah, like it scares the hell out of you. But this one, having that constant white noise for some reason made the atmosphere that much more like. You know, vamp- eerie like- and like vampiric in a sense because he's like has you in like a hip- hypnosis type of daze and you're just kind of like foggy you know foggy at that point because you're like what's gonna happen like where's it? what's gonna come next and of course it's like a production like they couldn't edit that crap out you know what i mean yeah but 
Especially oh, back then, like it's it's yeah. not something that was like they just put sound in film. There's going to be a lot of kinks. Yeah, exactly. Like if that that's probably what our podcast sounded like. You know, if if I didn't have you help me with sound editing, like <laughs> it would just be like that sound in the background. You just but, be like, uh, why don't they have the noise reduction plugins? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I don't know. It it was. Uh, what do you think about it? Like as a sound person yourself. I just really wanted to throw some isotope on that and just be like, all right, it's gone. I took care of it, guys. Uh, it it kept it took me out a little bit. Oh. It just felt like I was listening to audio feedback, really. Nothing more. Like, it didn't give, like, a, I guess an eeriness for me personally, but that's just because I'm a sound person. Like, that's the yeah. only reason. I totally yeah. understand that, yeah. And then, you know, watching it late at night and having that go. It was cool. I was like, in the, I was vibing it pretty well. And I was like, this is, the, you know, knowing it's from 1931, it's old, like, all that stuff. And it's funny that they haven't cleaned that out by now. I mean, Did I they... guess, I mean, the version I was watching was like a classic version on Peacock. Uh-huh. So maybe well, I, they have like a, I don't know, I had, like a Blu-ray. I it from Apple TV and it was the same thing, you know, like just from Apple itself. Did it say it was like remastered or anything like that or yeah, restoration? I, really, I feel like yeah. maybe if there is like someone ever does that or maybe it exists on Blu-ray or 4K or something where it's like, oh, Blu-ray uh, restoration or something. That would that's yeah. where you would probably have that taken out potentially or they might even purposely leave it in. I'm not too sure, um, but it's hard to say, like, given the opportunity where they said you could alter this film, I'd be like, uh, I could. But should I? Is, yeah. is it something I should do at the same exactly. time? That's true too. That's very true. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's it is hard to I I would at least try to tamper with it just to see what it sounds like without it, and just watch it without it and be like, is that better? Does it take you out of that era or or what? Like it's it's hard I to say, but only I one way to find see. out really. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, and you know, not even regarding the sound, but like his, you know, what you're saying about his accent, that voice. And hearing him talk among everybody else who's British, like it, it was just such a big staple. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, where was he born? I got to check this out real fast. Cause I know that there's uh, Transylvania. There's, is he, he is Hungarian. So, and I knew there was Hungarian in the film. So it's even more interesting. They did oh, get Bella like Lugosi? a native, yeah, oh, okay. a native Hungarian to do it. So I think that, what a cool thing, you know, it made it, I guess it just made it work that much better, you know? I believe it. But uh, In regards to the book, though, how many... So how does this compare compared to, like, I guess Nosferatu comparing to it? <laughs> I feel like Nosferatu was, like, more accurate. Really? In a big sense, yeah. Like, okay, first, first off, at the time of recording this, because we just suddenly decided to record it early because I got home, uh, I, I didn't get to finish reading the last chapter of the book. Like, I'm so close. Like, right when we sign off, I'm going to kill that bitch. Like, I'm so over that shit. Uh, but the intro was very accurate. Like, the first, like, 10 minutes, I want to say. Except for the switching of characters. But, like, even the interactions with the Hungarian people. Like, them, like, you know, telling them not to go. Like, that. then the carriage ride. And I, I feel like the first scene was one of the best the way the door opened and everything too. Um, although Dracula is waiting at that point on the other side of the door and he talks to him right away in the book. But that's it, dude. There's not a lot. Like this one was pretty far off from the book in every way possible. Like it was its own thing, its own incarnation of this Dracula tale. And they combined a bunch of characters again because, you know, Lucy, Lucy dies right away in this one. And then Mina kind of takes on the role of Lucy. Uh, I think she's named Lisa in this one. I'm not too sure. But the first girl that dies, you know, from the vampire marks. Also. Wait, you're talking about the girl that was selling flowers? No, that's a, that's the first one. The second girl. That was that was crazy where he's just walking along and the girl's like, want flowers? And he just goes, oh, cool lunch. And then yeah. just like gnaws down on her in public. Uh huh. And then yep. just she proceeds doesn't scream to... or anything. She's just like, <gasps> and then yeah, he just proceeds <gasps> on with his day. <laughs> I was just like, damn, sucks, sucks to sell flowers. I guess I don't know. But, but I, I like how they connected Van Helsing to the 
to the accident right away because in this film, Van Helsing discovers all this because of Lucy dying and being the second one with these like vampire-esque, you know, marks from death because there's been massive blood loss in these two victims. And that's how they tie him in here in the book and in the even the movie adaptation, Bram Stoker's Dracula from uh, Coppola. That it all comes into play because Dr. Stewart writes uh, Van Helsing as because he's a former student of Van Helsing and was like, this crazy stuff's going on. Can you come down here and help? And Van Helsing, that's what Van Helsing does. But it was a cool way to bring in Van Helsing that early and kind of mess with it that way. But they really did like, you know, in the book, like the majority of it is all about Lisa and her transformation. And I say this every episode and there's like a minor part, like the last like 80 pages where Mina's now under like under control of uh, Dracula and everything. So it's just weird not seeing her Lisa herself play a more prominent character in any version of Dracula. It's always the Mina focus, which I kind of get, but at the same time, it's like not, what happened <laughs> you know yeah it's one of those weird aspects they never pulled through right and in this version it is lucy and mina yeah so oh it is lucy okay yeah so uh yeah because she she pretty much they he meets lucy and then kills her like after that practically yeah, yeah. and then that's it she's only in like a few scenes when you think he about speaks it speaks to her in the theater that's when we first see her and then yeah. she's kind of like dead after that she doesn't even come back. I don't. They don't do. Um. They don't bring her back. Right. No. Huh. Yeah. She's just it, dead. They do the the thing with the newspaper and talk about the attacks, and then you see her on the operating table. Right. Yep. yep. That's it. Uh, otherwise, like. Uh, oh no! You see her one more time uh, at the end of the night, but that's it. But still, basically, like. Yeah, she's still yeah. pretty much dead. Yeah. Otherwise, like this movie is different just in regards of them building up Dracula's own persona. Yes. In London. And you're actually getting to know him a bit more. He's telling stories. He's just being charismatic in a way. I'm going to have a night on the town. (laughs) I want to meet the rich people. (laughs) Oh my. And then, yeah, he goes on the town. He eats the town. But they first, you know, they, uh, what's it? Van Helsing's over. And they see the reflection, and Van Helsing is just like, "What the fuck?" And because he, he doesn't notice the reflection, and then Jonathan Dude, looks over too, and he's just like, "I love that oh, shit." It was so cool. I love how they did that. The whole cigar scene—that was the cool part. And they're all taking out cigars. He's like, "Oh, oh, oh, check this out!" And then he even calls out Dracula on the spot. Just and Dracula's like, "Oh, what's up?" Like, you know, what do you want? What can I answer? What can I do? Van Helsing is like, "Can you check out this cool thing I got?" Yeah. and he opens isn't it like a cross in the box or something no it was just the mirror oh it was just okay yeah, yeah and then he yeah. just like smacks it down he's just like i don't like mirrors excuse me i must leave <laughs> just goes outside and they're like hey there's a fucking wolf outside like uh what's yeah. going on <laughs> which i do like in this version they talk about the wolf but you don't see the wolf whereas like yeah in Nosferatu, they're like, oh, watch out. There's werewolves outside. And it was like a painted raccoon. And shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> it looked like if like to, my cat T'Challa was just like a little fatter and I just like spray painted him. And I was just like, all right. Like, it looks scary. <laughs> and he's like, and this one, and this one, Bane just comes up and he's like, you'll just have to imagine the wolf. Like, that's pretty much what occurs. And oh my it's, it's really the only transformation we get is the bat. We only see the bat. And he's just the size of a bat. And it's like one of those... It's those bats you can get at the spirit store. You're just, you there's some guy with the like the little see-through rope that you could probably still see. Just like just like moving his arms up and down like, fly, bat, fly. You got this, Dracula. Otherwise, it's just, uh, you know, Bella in the suit the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like in the nice, like, not the like, oh, the vampire suit. I mean, it is a vampire suit, but it's like a dapper suit, yeah. not like a fucking yeah. monster suit. It's funny. I think the worst thing about this entire film that just kept on taking me out of it was that goddamn bat. Like, that bat just really ruined, like, the vibe for me. Like, I was really being sold on the whole thing, and that bat just, it was just stupid. I mean, did you want to bat at it, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. But 
Uh, you know, Van Helsing as a character in this film. Well, Very clever. Clever. He was a badass. I feel like I feel like that's the thing with Van Helsing. You just have to have a bunch of like old badass men. Like you know Has has Van Helsing ever been a black guy? Wasn't there the Blackula movie? Yeah, there was. I guess that would be the only incarnation. He might be in that because uh, that's pretty much like the Dracula black exploitation one. Yeah. Uh, and the word, you know, what's funny. I only know about that movie because of Venture Brothers. <laughs> Blackula. Yeah, I'm a Blackula hunter. <laughs> so stupid. Oh he basically is like Black Van Helsing in the in the show. Yes. Was it oh. Jefferson? Um. Uh, crap. Uh, I want to see who played him. Uh, oh, it's like it's like a other other name. So I'd have does to it, watch. Does it. it show his last name? Does it even show Van Helsing or anything? I'm oh, okay. Oh, you, you're looking at the Blackula movie or yeah, the? Okay, the I thought you're looking movie. at Venture Brothers. <laughs> oh no, I'm looking at the Blackula movie. I want to watch this now. Oh my gosh, my fiance's gonna be gonna hate me. Um, oh, because you're gonna make her watch that. I'm gonna make her watch this. Oh, you you are pretty bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, I agree. well, I'll look into it. But um, I figured like I don't know. I think it'd be a cool. I, th- I think uh Van Helsing would be a cool dude as a black guy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think it would just add so much more to his persona and badassery. He would just kick ass. Jefferson guess... Twilight. That was his name in Venture Brothers. Oh, Jefferson Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> Jefferson Twilight Blackulander. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. But I loved his little like short crew flat top and his like beady little glasses he was always observing stuff mm-hmm. he was probably my second favorite third favorite second or third favorite performance because for sure helsing dracula and renfield were the best performances in this entire film yeah like, and of course were. dracula taking the cake because he is like yeah he made this iconic role that we see yeah. even today exactly which uh, remind me if i'm correct van helsing when dracula tries to charm him does he actually, or does Helsing trick him and go like, oh, you tried. Nice try, no, though. No, he resisted it. That that's what it was. Thing. Okay. Yeah, he was, like, getting tranced. And then I thought that's what made him so super cool, too, was that Dracula's, like, been controlling everybody this whole film. And you get to Van Helsing, and he starts to kind of get possessed. And he takes a step. And then he's like, no, no. And even Van Helsing's tripping out, like, holy crap, what's happening to me right now? Like... I don't have control and he's like pulling back and everything. And you see that internal struggle with him just through his eyes. And it's funny when Dracula runs off, they leave Van Helsing in the coolest standing pose. Cause he takes off the cross and he's like standing to the side, like kind of one leg out a little bit. And he's just like, bam, Christ motherfucker. And <laughs> he just like Dracula runs off and you're just left with this cool, like actiony, like sexy Van Helsing pose. Old, old, sexy Van Helsing. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, and then the whole death of Dracula in this one is also different. Like, Nosferatu, we get the... He's lured to his own death when daylight comes. And in the book, isn't it... He's he's pretty much stabbed, right? I don't know. I'm not, I haven't read the last chapter. Oh, shit. That's why you didn't. God damn it. All right. Yeah. I so, know. That's why I was so upset because that, that was a big talking point I wanted to make. Well, in the was, movie, in Bram Stoker's Dracula movie, doesn't he get stabbed? Isn't that? Yeah. In, in uh, the Coppola version, he's like outside of his coffin. He's in that bitching ass, like Michael Jackson, like silver robe. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the thriller. Dracula comes out and they get the they get the stake and they stab him through the heart and all that too, I believe, in that film. And this one too, it was the stake through the heart and Nosferatu, someone left the window open. Yeah. Who left this window open? Why is there fucking dust on fire on the ground? Oh my god, that's still the best. But uh they yeah, they they kill him off screen, don't they? You just hear like the oh yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh he he did. Because so, uh, Mina's like, oh, what happened? And it's like, yeah, you were like, he, he pretty much drugged you with his eyes. So I think this is, uh, I want to talk, there's two talking points I have here. One is like how other people revert back from being a vampire. And, but for this one, I think this one was so just, just, I don't know, just cartoony, cheesy, stupid, like you guys had no ideas. But literally they were chasing 
Dracula. They were right behind him. And then he goes where there's no sunlight. And then he's like, all right, nap time. And then they're just like, hey, he's crashed out, man. Let's just, like, get him now. Like, he's just immediately the sun's up and he's just like, bedtime. And then just out, gone. And Van Helsing's over here breaking wood to make a steak. He's like, making all this noise. And Dracula's just out, just napping. They'll never find me in here. Yes, dude. Like, no effort. Not, not. It was like one of the. I want to. It's like, okay, imagine it's one of those on news. The news is covering a fucking car chase. You have. Like a dozen highway patrol cars chasing this one car. The car proceeds to <laughs> drive to his own house. Yeah. Goes through the garage door. <laughs> he goes into his house and sits on the couch and turns on the TV. Yes. The cops proceed to walk into the house where they break in, surround him, and he goes, How'd you guys do that? Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> At least I'm safe inside my house. I don't oh, think you I'm know safe. the rules, bro. <laughs> I don't think you know how this works when you break the There's law. There's a sign that says no shoes, so you guys can't do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yes, that was that was disappointing. You know, Francis Ford Coppola, that whole battle scene, like home slice from Texas gets shot and then it's all bloody and intense. And Mina's like screaming cause she's like in love with him. Oh, in the book, there's no like love romance. I'm on the last chapter unless they oh, do so they some shit do right now. That, the Bram Stoker movie. Yeah. Unless this last chapter gets crazy. <laughs> then there's no like out of left romance. field. And it's like, I don't care. He's murdered all these people. I love him. Fuck you, Keanu Reeves. And it's yeah. like, Oh no, she crazy. Someone fucking <laughs> throw her off the cliff. <laughs> yes dude like i don't know whatever this book is you know this book i feel like is worth what what was that was that i was saying this book is stupid but like it's like good for world building i guess some stuff could have really been summed up it just i read books way faster than this guys i hope you all know this like i just all right i think if possible i want to make some like masterpiece vampire movie and I want it to be so amazing. Like, literally, everyone's like, this movie's a 10 out of 10 in terms of, like, plot, charisma, personality of the characters, everything, the effects. And I want it to end. They are chasing Dracula. And he just runs away and hides in his coffin. <laughs> and did it like this? Like, the most brutal, insane, <laughs> like, vampire movie? Like, just, uh, it's... It's straight out of American Vampire something, and then Snyder's like, "Oh, so Skinner dies by." <laughs> oh, that'd be so bad. Um, I'm not gonna lie. So this month, to kind of sidetrack a little bit, I've been I've been doing Vampire everything. You know, the animes I'm watching are Vampire Hunter D. I'm watching both of them, and then I have uh, we've seen Vampire Hunter D is also Japanese for uh, vampiric penis. If you guys did not know that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of, I mean, I call it manga, but it could be, you know, there's another spectrum of that, you know? Hentai? No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's an, it's an That's 80s. That's for next uh, year. That's next year's <laughs> episodes. Yeah. There's an 80s film and a 2005 one, and uh, I'm watching the 80s one right now. It's super cool. Nice. And I got the omnibus that just came out, so I'm hyped to read it. I actually met the artist. I didn't realize that. Uh, he also did a lot of fa- Final Fantasy art and some art for sandman so you guys could put all that together and remember his name for me and we watched you know what there is in the shadows we started watching castlevania which is a really good vampire vampire dracula uh interpretation i think that's my favorite so far oh castlevania yeah it's really 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 good but it's How many more the, did you get through all four seasons or no i haven't so i don't want to talk about it too much yet because i'm trying to like vibe it it's super good season one was phenomenal i can't wait to oh get yeah back we, into it we we like covered all of it at certain no we had to cover it because we we kept on it as each season came out so oh, nice i, I remember like, doing the season four promos for you yeah backlog special seven actually i'm like showing it off right now i think was uh castlevania season four i want to say the that rest i right. god knows i don't know what the fuck numbers they were for the other seasons yeah, but they're on your show though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's worth it. I gotta double back to see what you thought about it. Uh, but we watched a bunch of movies. Were you, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It? You know? Oh, of course. What's that in your mouth? <laughs> no, nothing. Is that a bug? Uh, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, Dracula Dead so... and Loving It? 
Yes, I hate it. Oh, I fucking it. love that movie, dude. That's I hate great. It. I hate I'm it. British. So are these. <laughs> So there's, good. Dude, there's like three good lines in that whole movie. The movie's it. fantastic. Like, Master. <laughs> He's just dust. No. I'm sorry, Mel Brooks. I'm a, like you all know, I'm a big fucking Mel Brooks fan. Like I chose that month, you know? I decided that. And fuck that movie. You <laughs> don't like Mel Brooks's final film? I can't believe you. I can't believe you. So, the there, there's a reason why it's his final. But we did uh, The Lost Boys, which was we, great. I just saw it in theaters, yeah. Yeah, oh man, Dos Boys was dope. Joel Schumacher. I mean, it's super dated in eighties, but I, I liked it. I really like, genuinely liked it. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Come on, you know, Michael, jump! If you're, wouldn't you jump off the bridge if your friends jumped off the bridge? Exactly. <laughs> I love that they just go for it. They're like, just make it actually happen. Yeah. This is this is what they do. <laughs> yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. I'm a sexy you know, vampire. And I wanted to bring up Lost Boys because in that one, they say you have to cut off the lead vampire's head to, you know, re- return other vampires, you know, to their regular form, to be like mortal again and everything. And that's what they do in Lost Boys. In this one, they just kill Dracula and Mina went back to her regular form. But. Do you think like, all these old movies are just missing the Frog Brothers? Like. <laughs> they're just like hey man you gotta read this comic <laughs> we can know how to fight vampires straight up you know uh, excuse me why I choked my teeth uh, Alan Moore's movie The Show totally uh, brings those characters in a different form they're like two kids that are working at a detective agency and they are just like it like one kid is like narrating over it like in a noir type of novel but they're kids they, yeah but they're kids it was a total lost boys uh reference ripoff like to the t and i was like damn alan moore likes the lost boys cool <laughs> i think the best thing about it is they're like these kids that act super tough and know what the fuck they're talking about the minute a vampire shows up they start screaming and yeah. run away yeah i love it and then after go back to like yeah, man, we totally got the vampires. <laughs> I love his voice in it. But uh, we also watched, what was it? Queen of the Damned, which the first 20 minutes of that movie are dope. Like I've never like, seen that one. You should watch it so you know what I'm talking about. But then like after those first 20 minutes and that flashback, you're like, where the fuck is this movie going? Like, what is <laughs> what is going on? Like, what what do they want? What are they trying to do here? I don't know. I, I have no clue. You find out the last like 10 minutes of the film. So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that was so bad. But what else did we see? Uh, From Dust Till Dawn, classic, of course. You know what I mean? Like that's just that, a, a that movie. That is a very special movie. That movie is incredibly special because I don't want to say anything about it. But it's that movie where if someone hasn't watched it, you don't tell them anything no, you about don't. that movie I know you just exactly say it's a movie about a heist about. and yeah. that's it you don't say one more word and it's the best movie it is my favorite watch someone else's reaction to watching a movie besides yeah. the fact that i just love this movie gato was like what is going has she on? never seen it before she never seen it before oh my god i, I wish i don't i'd only seen parts of it but like the yeah but yeah, dude, that movie was dope. I loved it. I yeah, loved it. I thought so it was good. phenomenal. It's so fucking good. It's too good. You should yes. check out the the series on L, the El Ray series is actually pretty good too. Okay, I they will. they they change it a lot and it gets like crazy. Like it, they're like, what if we just did something completely different? And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, it's it. Really it's uh, I might even check out the sequels. I don't even know if they'd be good or not, but I'm done. Uh, I watched them. Uh, the second one. It's just like a different location. It's like bank robbers at the bank or something, and vampires just come out and start killing everything. It's very unmemorable. The third oh. one is supposed to be the uh, um, Pandemonium. Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Selma Hayek's character. It's like the origin of her ca- how oh, she okay. becomes a, a a creature of the night. That's and cool. It's like an old western, and Django Fett is her dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, Tamira Morrison is her dad in it. And there's like a dude who's trying to, like people are trying to join Pancho Villa. It's a whole thing. It's pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is, it's actually entertaining. It was a very interesting movie for sure. Okay, I definitely got to check that one out then. Yeah. Uh, It's same thing with the Lost Boys sequels. Like it has Corey, uh, 
Mahomes size, the red bandana one, the kid in the movie. Oh, wait, uh, is it Lost Boys the Tribe? Is that the second one? I never watched uh, it. There's only one more, right? I think there's two more. Oh, really? Hang on. I think there's a third one, too. But that uh, that's funny, too. They have sequels, so I kind of want to check it out because it shows him as, like, more adult, but I guess he's still doing the same vampire hunting gig. So that would just be fun. Yeah, Lost Boys the Tribe and then Lost Boys the Thirst. Oh, my God. And they do have a... Uh, wait, who the... F- oh, my God, he is in it. Corey Feldman's in both. <laughs> He's in both sequels? Oh, my God. Edgar Frog, that- yeah. They put him in both as Edgar Frog still. And it wow. just... Like, he has the same exact outfit and the headband. That's amazing. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Kmart was booming back then, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, they do, they bring back Jameson Newlander as Alan Frog too, so it's both Frog Brothers. Wow! At least for the thirst, the the third one, uh, the second one, I think only had no, it has no. Wait, uh, okay, so the second one only has Corey Feldman for his Frog Brother. The third one has both Frog Brothers. Okay. Also, Tom Savini is in the second one. That's awesome. Oh, and he's also in From Dust Till Dawn, which is really interesting. Yes. One of the coolest he's, parts uh, of the movie, too. He's, uh, what was it? Sex Machine, right? Yeah. I, I love that shit. Well, we also watched the some of the Christopher Lee Dracula movies, the first mm. one. And I was looking for the second and third, but they're so hard to find. There has to be something in there. I found the second one that doesn't have Christopher Lee, but it has Holmes Size still in it as as Van Helsing. Van Helsing in these movies because there's six of them. I found out is Grand, uh, was it Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, uh, what's his face? Um, shit. Right. I forgot his name. I forgot his name too. But I right when I see his name, I'm always like, "That's Grand Moff Tarkin." Like I know his name, I just don't can't remember it. But he's in it as Van Helsing, and he kicks ass as Van Helsing, dude. Like, yeah. Peter we Cushing. Gonna, Peter Cushing, there you go. I, I just looked up the original Star Wars, so I was like, I need to find this really fast. I feel like if we didn't do Nosferatu, we would have done the Christopher Lee Dracula in replacement of it. Like, that, that's, that was one of those great movies. And then they have, right now at the time of me of us recording this, <laughs> they have uh, three of the films streaming on HBO Max. It's uh, this one, or it's for, uh, Christopher Lee's first one, uh, Dracula Back from the Grave, and then the one I'm super excited for because I love the title, Dracula AD 1972. Oh, wow. That's a, yeah. that's a title right there. Yeah. <laughs> I read that, and I was like, down. <laughs> like, And then the picture you see for it's so 70s. It's just this, this girl with like her boobs mega pushed up and one of those 70s bras that are all pointy and Dracula's like kind of <laughs> looking sexy at her and everything and I'm just like okay I gotta watch this but uh we're gonna we're gonna try to do interview with the vampire and then the three blade movies and I wanted to do Salem's Lot but we'll see we'll see how the week plays out before we wrap up our yeah good luck with that I'm yeah, yeah. I, that's a lot of good yeah I I wish I had that time to do yeah we'll see we've been cramming them in super hardcore i've been doing um actually werewolf movies recently and also monster squad monster squad is of course a fantastic movie but uh the there's a couple werewolf movies you watch like full moon and the howling those are pretty cool i'm watching actually i had previously watched what we do in the shadows the movie i'm watching the show right now i need to see that too i haven't seen the movie Oh, the movie's fantastic. It actually, if you watch the movie before the show, there's like an episode of the show that like you get a kick out of if you watch the movie. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. If it's like the, because did you watch the first season yet or no? Yeah. I'm on season three right now. Remember the trial? Yeah. They're yeah. on trial. Uh, and Taka's the, in it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the vampires from the movie. Oh, cool. Those three. Those are the New Zealand vampires. Yeah. That sounds cool as hell. Dude, yeah. Monster Squad, I'm not going to lie, looks dope. I'm looking at it's fun it's really fun like yeah it's it's a good time they uh but let's see yeah i'm trying to get through it i'm on the second season i want to the third season final episode i think is this week so it'll be like just in time where james and i can talk about it on the next episode of sad talk but uh i 
I'm debating. I'm like, I could either do some horror movies that are Halloween themed, like all the monsters, like vampires and stuff, or I could try to hit that Dracula vampire movie or show that's a Netflix original. Uh-huh. And then that Nosferatu AMC show. So I'm like kind of debating on what I want to do next with the time I got. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks. Not to mention also Halloween Kills. So I really want to watch that too. I saw the last five minutes of that movie. The last five minutes? Yeah. I walked into my friend before uh, my friend Eric was in town. I went over and I just caught the last 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm not don't a don't Slasher person fan. I'm not into Slasher films. I don't get into that. So I give a fuck about those movies. Like I've never okay. watched Friday the Thirteenth or Jason or Michael. You're, you're just not into it, or just don't. I just think it's stupid. I don't okay. know. I you know, like with anything, I haven't found the right one. You know. Wait, what about Scream? No. Fuck! I can't believe you don't like Scream. I love Scream. Okay, fine. But okay. But vampire wise, like I've had a very vampiric month, and seeing this one, this nineteen thirty one film stand against other vampire films uh again you kind of see this was the foundation this is where stuff spun out of this is where they based other characters on this was the iconic one that shaped literally the monster universe you know and kickstarted this whole universe and it's funny that they try to do it again recently but with like the mummy right was there a new mummy movie that came out the tom cruise one yeah 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 they also did that uh luke evans uh vampire movie where he's like a warrior and shit they did that and then the mummy was just to start that whole dark it was like a weird one-off vampire movie dark universe that's dark universe yeah. yeah and that mummy pretty much started and killed it all in one fell swoop and then uh they decided you know what what if we just did individual stuff which is why we got the newest thing which was the invisible man and that is a phenomenal movie that movie is really good we actually just talked about stuff. that yeah, I've heard good stuff about it. It's yeah, it's a really good time. Does he and... rape people like in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Wait, what? Does he rape people like in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? You're gonna have to watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. And uh <laughs> fuck, I was like not expecting that fucking question. <laughs> uh there's then I think the next Universal movie will be The Wolfman, which it's going to be Ryan Gosling as the wolfman there's no other so casting they, for so it they yet. are like kind of continuing it i thought they shut it all down and try to restart they it shut down it. the dark universe there so they're not doing oh, the dark okay. universe they realized they should do the movies but not they're, they they kind of restart it they're like let's just do these movies but very much standalone and focus on each movie that we do it's focused on itself and nothing else no okay, cool. web of like mcu style crap or anything like that it's just like its own thing which is Would why the invisible like man was so good huh would you like that, like a little universe of these horror monsters living together? Yes and no. It's like maybe I would have, but with the MCU and stuff like that so massive now, I also don't right now. It's like I've gotten enough of it, and Shang-Chi kind of told... Shang-Chi was a good example of like, you know, I'm good without all the web bullshit. Like, I could just have it stand alone. That feels good. Uh, I yeah. don't need a whole everyone makes... Uh, I'm gonna watch this one and this one. This is actually part five of the whole series. So yeah, go back. So and, yeah, I'm good with those just being standalone. Visible Man works very well by itself. I don't think if it if they try to connect other stuff. Not to the mention, I'll just say Invisible Man is not even supernatural at all. It is nice. there is zero supernatural stuff in it. Okay. And when you find out how it works, it's actually really fucking cool. But uh, Wolfman, I mean, obviously that'll be supernatural because he's gonna turn into a werewolf. But yeah. I think just making that its own thing will work fine. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Except it's going to be Ryan Gosling. So everyone's going to be like, I'm really attracted to the wolf, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I never really, like, I'm not, I've never been a horror person. I've only been to horror the last couple years of, like, my life where I found kind of the horror genres that I really dig. Like, Midsommar is one of my favorites. Uh, I really like Lovecraftian horror stuff, like especially horror comics. I've you know way more open to, especially Spawn. Yeah. Uh, I think that's not anyway. Uh, I think but, uh, if you're wanting horror, Junji Ito, I believe, as uh, a manga writer, and those the books by Junji Ito are like supposed to be crazy scary. It's like Japanese horror manga. Did, wasn't it one of the ones we talked about on the Eisner episode for Apollo? 
I think you have so. a book on that? Yeah. I'm there think- was a there was an Ito book, and I was saying like none of those matter if Ito's on there, then Ito should get it probably. Yeah, I think he's the one I really wanted to look into, and I've seen that book a few times, and I really want it. So yeah, I think that's one of them. Like, this has been a, you know, vampires have never been like I'm. I'm not interested in Wolfman. I'm not interested in Invisible Man. Like Frankenstein, I have some interest in, but it's because I've dabbled more into them that's drawn my interest. Like I've never been into Dracula's or vampires ever until now. And now I'm like, I'm going to fucking rewrite this lore because it could be very badass, but they just haven't done it for me yet. And I feel like that's the same way, like with werewolf and invisible man. I haven't seen in a version or read a version. I remember the invisible man book being really scary when I first read it, like in elementary school. And I was like, what the hell? Like, and it was really intense, but I have to go back and reread it. But like those ones I haven't gotten into Frankenstein. I've gotten into a lot because uh, I've just seen some cool incarnations of it. And now I'm interested and I love the whole story behind why it was created the whole dare thing and whatnot. But I didn't think I was going to like vampires as much. And I really do. And it makes me appreciate like how much Scott Snyder, I, you know, I'm watching all these versions and still American Vampire is the coolest version of yep. a vampire I've It's because it seen. takes a whole different spin on everything. It's like, yes. what if there were different breeds of vampires? And it it just works really well. Yeah. I, I wish there was more. Like, it's like I, the, the overarching story of that book was awesome, but I honestly just wanted more stuff just exploring the other breeds at, oh, at a yeah. certain point. Dude, yeah, I I hope at some point he does or is you know lets other people do it because it's such a cool universe and you know maybe that's what I need for Invisible Man and Werewolf and these other classic Universal monsters you know like well like Frankenstein I'm way more loose about like it's just a fun thing but like even Creature of the Black Lagoon I haven't seen it but it it it's piqued my interest because of the monster appearance of it in fact I have a figure right here of it but uh. It would be cool to see that come back to life. Like I feel like that's the one that's always forgotten about too. Although, what was that Guillermo del Toro movie that was like a ripoff from Hellboy? We actually talked about that uh, oh, really? episode. We're like, yeah, Lady in Water. It's like, what if you could go and fuck the creature from the Black Lagoon? And it's like the plates open up and the dick comes out and you go, whoa! And you're like, yeah, that's the whole movie. Yeah. That's well, you know what's crazy or is that if you read water. Alan Moore's uh, Neonomicon, they're the fish-like creature that Lovecraftian fish-like creature that's in it looks just like the creature from the Black Lagoon and he does in fact have intercourse with an FBI agent that you see on the page twice and he gets a hand job and that was long before Guillermo del Toro's (laughs) movie great yeah exciting stuff right are you hyped to check that out I'm which one? <laughs> you um, notice how these these monsters are somehow always just associated with sex. I don't like why is it always. You know that was okay. Well, here trivia, uh, little fun fact for you. I'm glad you brought that up. So Dracula in the movie, you know, Jonathan Harker doesn't get attacked, or uh, Renfield doesn't really get attacked by the wives. Dracula doesn't attack Renfield or bite him or anything. That's because they wanted Dracula to only be attracted to females in this film. They kind of wanted a sexier Dracula. They didn't want to have him waste his time on guys and drink male blood. He's always attacking females in this movie. That makes sense. All right, yeah. 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 Cool stuff. I think that's the last, like, uh, fun fact I have on that one. No, that's fine. I think we've, like, I knew we were, this one wouldn't be as long as Nosferatu just because we kind of threw out all of our stuff into that one for the most part. Yeah. And this is kind of like more of a cleanup. But I, at the same time, like because you're doing the Vampire Week stuff, it made sense like we'd be talking more just like vampires in general by the end of it, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, you know, the vampire, I feel like they just... I feel like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Coppola one, is the best film of any of this. When you don't look at anything else, it just works on its own as a movie. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like what I was saying earlier, where it's like you can have a bad adaptation but a great film and vice yep. versa yeah it's yep. just kind of like that it works yep. that way where it might not be the adaptation you're looking for but as a film itself it works really well not to mention one of my professors got an oscar for it so of course I'll yeah no that's still my favorite it. one and maybe this castlevania show but i haven't seen all of it but warren ellis wrote it so i could only imagine it's great 
And American Vampire is my comic book recommendation. Vampire Hunter D is my manga anime recommendation. Because I haven't seen Helsing. I really want to watch Helsing. But we'll see how long that takes. But I don't know. Like, it's crazy, like, how bad all this vampire lore. Buffy's dope. I mean, Buffy's fucking cool. It's Buffy. You know what I mean? But it's crazy how we just haven't. There's been so many versions of Dracula and all this. And I've seen so many of them now. But some of them almost all of them just like really just dropped the ball at a certain point where you're just like that was almost super cool like even lost boys it's not the greatest vampiric thing or it's not even it's very campy very campy you know very 80s and i just like the style and whatnot like it's i i enjoy it i'm not gonna say it's a good film and story you know what i mean like that it's a good time though it's a very good time yeah you know like it's just it's there it's cool it's it's i'd watch it again but it's not like if you're looking at like a well, what's a good definitive vampiric tale that's horrific and romantic and a mystery and supernatural? Like, that just hasn't really happened yet, I feel. It feels like it all hits that campiness or that just like, okay, he's asleep and you guys killed him. We led up to this and that's it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the ending of this one, it's none of them really just, like, stick the mark, even if it's a good film through and through. Uh was it uh queen of the damned same thing it had potential and then just flops like all of them just missed the mark so those being my recommendations it's just like check those out because those kind of hit all the like the things i wanted out of a vampiric thing vampiric story for sure yeah i i enjoy this for what it is in terms of it being an iconic kind of origin of the character and more than that, though, it's like a short little 85-minute movie, or not even 85 minutes, it's 75 minutes. It's like movie. 75 minutes, yeah. Yeah, 75 minutes, so it's a it's a quick watch, but it's also a good entry, and I guess a good entrance yeah. into the sprawling universal monster filmography that there is, and it's something I do want to tackle, and I think it's something I want us to tackle, too, eventually. Mm. Um, we'll see what happens, but... Not necessarily that whole thing. We're not doing it like Bond because that that's a lot of they, <laughs> those, those. There's a lot of fucking Universal monster movies, but you know the more iconic. Well, even vampire things. stuff. It's cool that like we we're able to crunch through things as we're like interested in it, and I yes. got to like really deep dive this whole month and be like, you know, what? I'm just gonna do this vampire thing for a bit, just write it out. So, uh, I'm interested. Cool stuff. Nice. All right. Well, that is that is it for this show. And next month, you know, we, we did a No Time to Die special this month, but next month is back to our regular Bond viewing where we're going to talk about uh, two Bond movies, or three Bond movies, but two Bond movies. You'll, you'll get yeah. it. Uh, Goldeneye, yeah. Pierce Brosnan's Goldeneye. Oof. And the original and also Daniel Craig versions of Casino Royale in one episode. Yes. And Double that one feature. might be a little, yeah, it'll be a little bit bigger size, but it'll finish off our first year of bond and uh kind of get us closer to that next year where we're gonna hit our second wave which will be really fun i think because we're we're getting much more into like the second and third entries of like all these different bond uh versions and whatnot but yep that's coming up i'm excited i'll I'll read that was the first bond book i ever got it doesn't match the rest of the Bond books I'm buying now. Like, it's this cool, like, casino-looking... It's, like, red. It's super, It's a nice little copy. And I love the book. And I'm excited to read read it since we're on this journey. But also, we've read so many Bond books. Now I'm going back to the very first one to see what, like, young Bond was like. And after seeing, uh, spoiler alert, uh, the death of Bond, I'm really curious to go back to, like, the very beginning again. It was good yes. timing, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's going to be just interesting talking about Daniel Craig's first movie after we just did his last movie. Like, it's just Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Hey, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that, that's what I'm excited for in that sense, too, is just, like, dating all the way back and seeing him without uh, any recalls. Yeah, whereas, like, we watched it now where I'm, like, 30, and, like, the first movie I'm going back to when I was in high school. Yeah. When I was, like, f- exactly. 14, like, I want to yeah. say, 14, 14, 15. 15, yeah, that's how old we were, yeah. So that's going to be fucking crazy. But Hyped. Yeah. That has been uh, this episode. Brandon, where can people find you in your Apollo City Comics 99th episode and soon to be 100th episode? Actually, we hit the 100th. Uh, that's out this week. 
as this is coming out. So this is what's good to what Friday. This is coming out. So Thursday, yesterday, it's out. We did a king size Kirby episode. That's right. A super intensive, amazing conversation with Mike and Tommy from Jack to Kirby podcast. And we learned about New York. We learned about, you know, Jack Kirby, his art, his impact, uh, growing up in you just, it's a huge two hour episode and it's definitely insane and thank you to everyone who's you know checked out apollo and supported us and even taken the time to listen to it we have a lot more planned we're not stopping so uh keep it you know keep it going but check us out on youtube on instagram on tiktok on all podcast platforms so a lot of cool a lot of content for you guys there nice nice and of course, uh, you're already listening here at Sutra Side Talk, which is a channel and a show where uh, if you want to check out the show, it's uh, my co-host James and I weekly talking about what we've been watching and what we've been playing, along with a little bit of news here and there. Like I said, uh, this past episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, we talk about Invisible Man, New Mutants, and Marvel's What If, so it's a good time. Uh, we also have The Cut of Steel, which Brandon is also on uh, for multiple episodes, and the newest one is out. We talk about DC fandom and oh. our thoughts on that. Yep. That was a good time. And this comes out, of course, on a Wednesday, but on Friday. Oh. Uh, I forgot this. Sorry. I forgot this. You, were, you were in your mode. I was like, oh, well, we'll keep going. Um, Friday, we have our, hopefully, I hope we should be recording it. Uh, it should be done by the time this comes out. But uh, on Friday, we'll have our Up To It, Down To It, Episode 9, I believe. And that one's going to be a... Another spooky episode where we're going to talk about the horrors of her childhood and things that scared the shit out of us. So that's going to be really fun. Nice. That's yeah. going to be super fun. Okay, but, so the new episode comes out tomorrow. <laughs> At the yeah, time of this like, airing. Uh, yeah. But, oh, it's Cut of Steel that comes out Fridays. That's what they're getting mixed up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. I know. Uh, dude, this was fun. This was, like, crazy. I still have a week left of this vampire stuff. I might do a quick summary when we come back to it next uh in two weeks but for golden i'd be like pre golden eye vampire shit again yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see mood. see what happens but... but all right guys we will catch you next time until then stay out of the sunlight and if you're getting chased by people don't run into your fucking coffin you're probably gonna die <laughs> seriously <laughs> put on a chest plate yeah like why do... <laughs> the fuck why does... you know what dracula was like a warrior like he like went into battle and like did all this stuff and was known for being why doesn't he wear a fucking piece of chainmail or something to stop that wooden st- whatever all right see you guys later <laughs> happy halloween <laughs> later <laughs>